Welcome to the Grace Chapel Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're encouraged and built up in your faith as we dive into God's Word together. Enjoy the message. Would you turn to Ephesians chapter 2 today? Ephesians chapter 2. Of course, we're going to continue a series we started weeks ago called All Access. All Access. And Ephesians chapter 2 And we're going to read some of it, but let me just quote Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18 says that through him we now have access. In fact, Paul's writing to the church of Ephesus and he says this, we both, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. And when Paul says we both, Paul is saying that I'm a Jew and he's writing to a Gentile church. In other words, Gentiles are non-Jews. And so he says this, we both, Jews and Gentiles, Jews and non-Jews, that's everybody in this room, right? He says, we both now have access by one spirit to the Father. And through this series, we've been saying it's not just some access, it is all access, all access. And and we talked about it because Romans chapter 11 says that Gentiles, non-Jews, have actually been grafted, grafted into the kingdom of God. We've been grafted to, to Jesus Christ. And the word grafting, that word is a is a term that's used when a plant, an actual main tree, is cut and a branch is attached to the main tree so that the life that flows in the main branch can now flow into the branch that was attached, right? And that's exactly what happens is they cut the main tree, they attach this, and then they tie that branch to it so that life flows. And Jesus said this in John chapter 15, verse 5. He said, I am the vine... And you are what? You are the branches. Abide in me and I in you, right? And you will do what? You will bear much fruit. And then he said this, apart from me, you can do nothing, right? And so we know this, that when we are grafted in, what the Bible says we have been, we've been grafted in, then his life is flowing into us. And if you look at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, you see that exactly what took place when Jesus was crucified. Do you remember when you get to the end of the crucifixion, a storm began to come through. And so they had to speed up the process of death. And so the Roman soldiers actually took a a sledgehammer. And the two that were crucified with Jesus, they broke their legs so that it would speed up the suffocation process. The Bible says, though, when they got to Jesus, seeing that he was already dead, instead of breaking any bone in his body, which was prophesied would not happen, they took a spear and they cut his side. And when they cut his side, blood flowed. And that is symbolic of us being grafted in, right? Because Jesus was cut, and when he was cut, when his blood flowed, that gave us the opportunity to be attached 
so that his life could flow into our life. Amen? So we now have access to the same power, the same anointing, the same life. Amen? And so we've been studying two things through this series. The first is this. We learn the truth about what has been given to us in Christ. And then last week I said this. We also learn the truth about who we are in Christ. We learn the truth about what has been given to us, what has been given to you in Christ, and then we also have to learn the truth about who we are in Christ, who you are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen? And when you begin to read that over and over and study it, you find this. You are not just a forgiven sinner. Amen? Did you hear me now? You are so much more than just a forgiven sinner. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah? And I read a quote that I want to just highlight a little bit about it uh, that I read last week. James Stewart said this. He said this about this. As Paul puts it, puts it elsewhere, there is a new creation. It is not just an intensification of powers already possessed, but the sudden emergence of an entirely new and original element. Amen? You didn't just get some power and that power got intensified. No, actually you become a new creation in Christ. Let me read this to you from the Amplified, this particular verse. It says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit, the old things the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Amen? Spiritual awakening brings new life. Hallelujah. That means this. Jesus didn't just put you in the witness protection program. Amen? Put a wig on you and a fake mustache and give you some fake identity, and now you have been hiding out, hoping the devil doesn't recognize you. <laughs> Amen? That's not what happened. The Bible says that we were buried with him in baptism. We have been raised to new life. We have been seated with him in the heavenly places, and you have been given a brand new identity. Amen? You are not the same. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I've told you many times, we've told my story and our testimony. My wife and I, we have walked through an adoption. And in that courtroom, the judge said this. He said, this child is now the legal heir as if he or she was born from their loins. Woo, come on now. Legal heir as if he was born from our loins. In other words, what he's saying is, is what I'm pronouncing today is irreversible. Hallelujah. 
And what God has done for you in Christ, listen to me, it is irreversible. Amen? He has a finished work that he has done for us in Christ, and it is irreversible. Jesus did not just break you out of prison. Come on now. You're not on the run from sin. Did you hear me now? You didn't have to Shawshank your way (laughs) through 500 feet of sewage. No, that's not how you got set free. You walked out the front door, a free man, a free woman in Christ. Hallelujah. No probation. Come on now. No probation. In fact, the record of what you did doesn't even exist. Hallelujah. Did you hear me now? Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 says this. He canceled the record of the charges that was against us. Amen. He took it away having done what? Nailing it to the cross. Amen. That means the record of what you used to be doesn't even exist. Hallelujah. You're a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Some of you think you've just been broke out of prison. God just miraculously set me free. No, he walked you out the front door. Bye. See ya. Amen. And it's like you were never there. You're a new creature in Christ. Your sins have been forgiven. He's cast them as far as the east is from the west. Hallelujah. You're so much more than just a forgiven sinner. You're a new creation in Christ with a brand new identity. Isn't that good news? And the good news is this. It's not because you've earned it or deserved it. Isn't that, listen, isn't that what humility is? Did you hear me now? Isn't that what humility, humility, listen to me church, humility is not a physical position. Humility is not just getting on your knees, and there's nothing wrong with it. Get on your knees. But do you know, you can pray on your knees and get up prideful. Come on now. Sure you can. Humility is not that. Humility is recognizing you didn't deserve or earn any of this. That's humility. Amen? Did you hear about the guy who served in church his whole life? was very faithful and served in church, and he was just very humble. And so the whole church got together, and they gave him a pin for being the most humble man in church. And he started wearing it, and they took it away from him. (laughs) Come on, now some of you will get that at lunch. You ain't got it now, but you'll get that in about an hour. That'll click. Do you hear me now? (laughs) Humility... Is not a physical posture. It is a spiritual posture. It is knowing all of this has happened to me by the grace of God. I didn't earn it. God did all of this for me in Christ. I just have to believe it and receive it by faith. Hallelujah. Come on down. Let's get to our text. Are you ready? 
Ephesians chapter 2, if you're there, verse 4 says this, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love for which he loved us. Now watch this. It says this, Because of his great love with which he loved us, everything I'm about to read next is because of his great love for which he loved us. Not because you've earned it, not because you've deserved it, not because you've been going to church your whole life, not because your dad went to church, your mom went to church, your grandmother went. Everything I'm about to read next is because of his great love. Did you hear me now? It says this, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved. Paul was so excited with those words, he wrote them again. He said, I put the first one in parentheses. This one we're highlighting. Come on now. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created. Where? In Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen? It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's not because we have earned it. It's not because we've deserved it. It's simply because of God's great grace. Grace, we used to sing this hymn. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is what? Greater than all of my sin. Hallelujah. God's grace. Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says this. For if by one man's offense... Death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. One translation says the free gift of righteousness. Paul says this, for by one man's offense, who is that man? The first Adam. Come on now. The first Adam, when Adam sinned, death reigned. But he said this, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through this other one? In fact, Paul doesn't call him the second Adam. Paul calls him the last Adam. Why? Because there doesn't need to be another one. He's the last Adam. It is a finished work. Jesus Christ provided this free gift of righteousness. The message paraphrase says this. Eugene Peterson says this in the message paraphrase. He says, if death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes absolute life in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift, this grand setting everything right that the one man, Jesus Christ, 
provides. Hallelujah. He has set everything right by his grace and by his mercy. In fact, you could say this. The whole Bible is about two men. Adam and Jesus Christ. Amen? And what Jesus did far exceeds. Do you hear me now? In fact, what God did in Christ far exceeds any damage done to us by Adam's fall. Did you hear me now? You came in and you say, well, pastor, I'm broken. I'm messed up. I've been jacked up my childhood. Listen, my week, my month, my year, whatever it is, the abuse, the pain, the hurt, we can recognize that, but you have to know this. What God did for us in Christ far exceeds any damage done to us by Adam's fall, any abuse, any hurt, any pain, it gets swallowed up in the goodness and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. That's why I say this, the answer to everything was found in one thing, the shed blood of Jesus Christ that brings healing. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. I don't walk around a victim. I am victorious in Christ. Hallelujah. The free gift the free gift, the free gift of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. He made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can grow in faith. You can grow in love. You can grow in wisdom and revelation. But you cannot grow in righteousness. If you are saved today, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will never be any more righteous than you are right now. <laughs> Come on, you, some of you are trying to figure that out. You're going, oh, I don't know. No. no, you can't grow in righteousness. You can't. You are righteous. Amen? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Should we grow? Absolutely, we can grow in a lot of things. You can grow in the revelation of that righteousness. You can grow in wisdom. You can grow in faith, amen. You can grow in a lot of things, but you cannot grow in a right standing with God. You are, if you've accepted Jesus, you are in a right standing with God. You are righteous, amen. And that is the good news for us today. You can put your head on your pillow tonight if you've accepted Jesus. Jesus as your Lord and Savior and say this, listen, I've got some things that I need to adjust and some changes I need to make in my life. There's some things I need to cut out. There's some mindsets that need to be broken. There's some chains that I'm still walking out uh, of bondage to, but I know this. I have accepted Jesus Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when he sees me, he sees me through the blood of Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. I am much more than just a forgiven sinner. I'm a new creature. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news today? Woo. Some of y'all walked in and you need good news. I can see it on your face. You need good news today. Come on now. Some of y'all look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. I want you to know this. I have a friend who wrote a book, and he said this. The title of the book is, The Good News is So Good, the Bad News Doesn't Matter. And when he said it, it's like I went, eh, there's a lot of bad news out there. <laughs> I mean, I had, to, I had to chew on that title for a little bit. There's a lot of bad news out there. Just watch the news. It's all bad. I mean, you look at the world and what's going on in the world and you think, my goodness, if it's like this now, what's it going to be like in 20 years? What's it going to be like in 40 years? Jesus, take the wheel. Come quickly. Do something. Come on now. How many of you ever thought that way? You just think it's getting worse. It's getting worse. But the good news is this. Listen, what God did in Christ far exceeds any damage done to us by the devil, by Adam's fall, by sin. Listen, we can begin to stand and declare who we are in Christ. Amen? Yes, the world needs Jesus. Sinners, sin. Let's not get surprised about that. Of course they do. But the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me today. Hallelujah. I was telling the church Wednesday night since I've done this series, I went to the hospital last week, did a hospital visit. And I laid my hands on a young lady and I began to think about it. I began to think about this series. And I laid my hands on her and I said, the same power. Come on now. The same power that raised Christ. The same healing power that Jesus walked around doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. That same power that spoke at Lazarus' tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. The same power that healed blinded eyes and raised the dead. Come on now. Cleanse the lepers. That same power is at work in me and I laid my hands and I said the same power that raised Christ from the dead flow into your body today. Amen? It's the same power. Hallelujah. Woo. That's who you are in Christ. And years ago somebody taught me something. They said whatever you attach the words I am to you become. So if you keep saying, I am stupid, guess what? You is going to be stupid. Come on now. That's why you got to be careful what you attach I am to. Come on now. You got to be careful what you attach those two words to. So I've got something for you on your way out today. And you can get it. In fact, I think we're going to email it to everybody too that's on our email list. But... I've been doing these daily confessions for a while now where I just speak over my life the word of God. These aren't made-up confessions. This isn't what I want to be. I don't sit there and say, I am talented. I can work with wood. Come on now. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't, right? You said, Pastor, you'll never be if you keep saying that. All right, all right, I understand. I understand. No, I'm, this isn't made up. This is everything to do with Scripture. It's what we see in God's word. So on your way out of the info table, you can pick up these daily confessions. And I say these every day over my life. 
In fact, I was, I was meditating on them today, and I did my devotions this morning, and then I went into my sermon, and I realized I forgot to do my daily confessions. And so I grabbed my anointed cup of coffee, and I went back to my big Bible where this piece of paper sits, and I began to say them. I am a child of God. I am a new creation in Christ. I am united with the Lord. I am one with him in spirit. I am a branch of Jesus Christ, and his life flows in me. I am the temple of God, and the spirit of God lives in me. I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places. I am a citizen of heaven. I could go on and on and on. Right? It just says who I am in Christ, and it gives you the scripture reference. And then on the, on the bottom it says this, what has already been done for me in Christ. And I began to say these over my life. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. I have been saved by grace through faith. I have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ. I have been chosen and adopted by God. I have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I just say these over my life every day. And on your way out, here's what I want you to do. I want you to grab this paper and I want you to say, this is my confession. My daily confession of this is what I'm going to attach the words I am to. Hallelujah. It's no longer I'm a victim. I'm no good. I'm a sinner. I'm in bondage. I'm this. I'm that. I'm defeated. I'm depressed. Come on now. Keep saying you're depressed. Guess what? You're going to be depressed. Keep, keep saying you're sick. You're going to be sick. Come on now. Start speaking the word of God over your life. And the scripture is right there. And these aren't made up words. This is everything to do with who you are in Christ and what you have been given in Christ. Amen? And you just say it over and over again in your life. And suddenly it's going to click. Woo! Hallelujah! It's going to click. The light's going to come on. Revelation is going to happen in your life. Amen? And you're going to believe it. I, would, I believe that with all my heart. Pastor Mark, would you come today? Thanks for joining us. And thank you to our Grace family who have been generously giving in to this ministry. For more information about our church, please visit gogracechapel.com and give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram with the same handle at gogracechapel. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.